This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. Welcome back to the Comstock Channel. My name is Brian Hendrickson. It is Friday, which means it is time for the weekly wrap-up. We're switching it up this week. Justin, you're going to be our person. Welcome, welcome. Well, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Back by demand, but maybe not popular, right? (laughs) I'll say by popular demand. (laughs) So we might as well get this started with where we usually start off at, and that's the corn market. For the week, the March corn, December expired. March corn closed at 483, down two and a half. Um, Overhang of the market is still the lack of Chinese corn buying on the exports. Uh, We have a slide that we put up just, I know we've showed this slide before in the past, but does highlight where we are at on these Chinese purchases versus last year and the five year. Will those come around? We sure hope so. it's beginning to, they continue to buy the beans, which is the time to sell beans now. We'll see how that unfolds as the year goes on. But we could sure use a shot in the arm on the demand side for the corn. The other big news was China approving an increase in GMO acres for next year uh, from about 667,000 to 1.6, st- stating strong yields on their trial this year, which obviously is no surprise from anybody in the United States. But um, last year, they averaged 103. What does that look like in the future as they adopt more GMO technologies uh, and Chinese imports? So just something to think think about moving forward here. Um, we did have Argentina increase their planning progress, largest single week advancement in the last 10 years, um, right on pace again. Big news out of Argentina, though, was the import, or excuse me, export tax. Uh, the new president proposing from 12 to 15% tax on corn. Um, you know, some viewed that as bullish, some views that as bearish, but ultimately uh, the, th- the sentiment is that farmers will dump corn on the market to try to beat that tax. You know, I struggle thinking about that. Uh, 3% tax increase, is that really going to move that much corn? I don't know, but in light of cutting their currency in half, um, there's probably going to be some unrest down there and enough to put a little bit of risk premium maybe in the market uh, moving forward into the spring. Uh, the other news, Brian, was the Biden administration did say that the, the corn ethanol would qualify for the renewable fuels for airlines. Now, <laughs> what we're hearing is the internal struggle between the IRS, the Treasury Department, how the carbon credits are measured and whether they will get the tax credit on those. Uh, White House says they will. Other departments are saying, hey, we need to review how they came up with these numbers before we issue those credits. Ultimately, I think it gets done. Uh, I sure hope it does. Could be up to another 300 million bushels in demand. And if we're not going to move to an E15, which would be very helpful, but if we're not going to move to that, this is something that could possibly move through relatively quickly and be a long-term thing is I I just don't see battery-powered planes taking off anytime soon, or at least with me on them. I agree on that. I don't think I would trust that. Um, I don't even think I trust the electric cars still, so... (laughs) 
I'm looking for the recharging station at 30,000 feet is not my idea of fun. But anyway, so those are all the things in the corn market this week. It's been a pretty slow week, range bound. Uh, don't anticipate a ton moving into the holiday. Uh, it's just kind of that time of year where, you know, corn doesn't historically do a terrible amount until we get through Christmas and head towards the new year. What about soybean? They did have a flash sale Thursday, but overall, we kind of weak. Yeah, great have. flash sale Thursday. Better flash sale even today. Um, came in with 134 metric thousand metric ton to China, 447 and a half to unknown. Again, probably China. Um, the January beans for the week closed at 13, 15 and three quarters. That was up 11 and three quarters. So positive week on the beans. Versus the corn was off just a touch, but positive week on the beans. Everybody continues to talk about, well, are these unknowns going to get shipped? Or is China going to take these beans? Is it a hedge against the South American weather? You know, I, I don't think anybody really knows that right now. And the question being is, until those are lifted or exported on the ship, the market does not seem to really want to buy it. But we, we've been range bound. We hold that low. 1304 today, traded a little bit higher, but as, for the most part, it seems like there's just enough curiosity to support that weather. And then to back that up, we had the NOPA crush numbers out today, uh, 189 million bushels on the soy crush. That came in just fractionally under the top end of the range, right at slightly less than last month, but 10 million bushels ahead of last year. Uh, soy oil stocks were just a little bit higher than expectations. And they, you know, so that pushed the market down a little bit today. But we are crushing. We're definitely on pace on the soybean crush. Everything looks good on the domestic side. And, and as we've talked earlier, we definitely have a tale of two different markets here. We have, you know, tight carryout versus burdensome carryout. So uh, soybean data, market sold off a little bit. We went back to trading weather. Moving into the weekend, everybody was sitting on the sidelines. And I think we've run this graph before, but this is just a 30-day anomaly rainfall per, uh, map for South America and Brazil. And it still strikes me as we haven't been able to really rally this market. Over a dollar off the, the November highs, um, just can't get any traction in this thing. But we haven't been able to sell it down yet either. So significantly below support so as we move into next week i do think traders get to that first of the year start putting a little bit more stock in the yield reports if they're hearing coming out of south america or potential coming out of south america um, argentina obviously will correct their drought problems that they had last year their wheat crop they're harvesting right now is better than expected so uh, the soy plantings were right at about 65 percent complete right in line with the average. So as we move forward in the soybeans, it'll be crucial to see if China continues to buy and as we watch those export loading numbers every week moving forward. Moving yeah. over to livestock, both cattle and hogs saw some green. I know today they saw some green overall, starting with cattle. How did they do? Yeah, weekly close for the February live cattle, uh, 168, 22 and a half, up to 77 and a half. Um, hey, you gotta be you gotta be optimistic that market, right? We seem to put in somewhat of a bottom so far. The April cattle 
you know, maybe a little bit more strength. I definitely do think we're going to get some bullish cattle on feed numbers coming after the first of the year, whether that's the January or beyond. But it appears that the bulk of the damage is done if we can start getting some of these weights on the slaughter cattle to work down. That could be a little bit tough with the open winter that we're having out west and the excellent pen conditions. But in general, we had a positive week. We saw a little bit of up move. Feeder cattle closed the week at two twenty ninety. That was up five dollars and sixty cents. Um, optimistically, you know the January contract could be tough to move much higher than that. The index is a little bit under that yet. So we'll see as we get closer into January, but you know, the bulk of those theater cattle move are probably going to be March and beyond if we're going to see much uh, movement in the higher in the market. Hogs. Are they having a better week or are they still? Finally, you know, and I, I gave you two charts there to throw up. Finally, you know, February was up 71.90 for the weekly close up to 92 and a half. Um, April 78.62 and a half up to 47 and a half. That was a higher weekly close on the April. Uh, February was pretty much right in line with last week. Fundamentally, we still haven't cleaned up this hog mess we have. We're, we're still killing plenty of hogs. Um, so moving forward, possibly not a great price, but possibly an area for producers to uh, look at putting some hedges on. And I have heard that the summer break-evens break are a little bit cheaper now. There might be a little bit of a profit there to hedge. So uh, without a fundamental shift, I question how much we have to stand on this hog market. But, hey, we'll take it. We've been talking talking bad about hogs for what feels like a year now, and uh, I'll take it. Overall, how do you feel about the week? Well, it was, it was kind of a tale of two markets. You know, you had corn, corn and beans range bound, not doing a lot. Um, and you had the, the livestock markets that were strong, firm, strong. Um, I think we continue to move forward. As we get through the Christmas holiday, I expect a little bit more action probably in the corn and beans. Those forecasts in Brazil continue to come out at, you know, we, we're going to have rain, we're going to have rain. And then it, it disappoints. And at some point, those disappointments are going to come to the market if we don't start seeing some significant rainfall down there. So um, as I look at the week, I'm happy about the livestock market. And for the most part, at least the, the grains didn't go down and we live to see another week. All right. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank you. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.